Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. I think it's safe to say Tua Tungavaloa played like him. Self in what was kind of a unique performance that it kind of fits the Tua bill. I, I don't want to start and sound like a hater, but Tua is known to have that occasional throw into a linebacker's gut, and that's kind of how this game started, right? First play of the game, interception, uh, came back, bounced back, looked great. Uh, five from six, five of six the rest of the way for 61 yards. Uh, overall, man, you have to like what you saw from Tua. It was great to see him back out on the field for the first time in roughly uh, eight months. Yeah, and the way he bounced back, I mean, he felt that pressure, right? That was the first throw he had in how since that Green Bay game, right, on Christmas. I mean, uh, his first pick, it's thrown. And did you see ESPN on the little ticker? The Dolphins Twitter was going crazy about it, man. It said, um, in parentheses, you know, first pass attempt. Like, it, it had to specify who had threw a pick on his first pass attempt. But the way he bounced back and handled himself, you can see the control he has in that offense, man, that drive. I think you mentioned it. What was it, a 14-play, 93-yard drive on the second possession, the way they bounced back. Um nearly had a safety, right? I mean, I don't know if we'll talk about Connor oh Williams, but dude, he keeps sailing those things into the freaking, he's eating them back there. But uh, the way they bounced back and drove down the field at will pretty much all game. And then that second possession, most importantly, I liked what I saw. I do think we have to pat ourselves on the back though, for the dress rehearsal. Cause there was some back and forth. We weren't sure. It does seem like this might've been the dress rehearsal, but Hey, through that interception, maybe they'd want to see him go out there and not do that next week. But I think we should uh, bubble wrap these guys, little giant style. I completely agree. And to speak to the bubble wrapping, Josh, I tweeted this out. And as I read it back to myself, I felt like I kind of sounded like a jerk, but I promise I didn't mean it to be. And that was saying, what an excellent fall by Tua Tungavaloa. Uh, There was one play, there was pressure coming in. He got hit. He rolled to his side. He put the elbow out, man. I, it sounded so sarcastic to say, but dude, it looks like he learned how to fall at least a little better. This, I don't know if this is something you can overreact to in the preseason, if this is just a preseason fall compared to a regular season fall. But man, uh, it was pretty relieving to see him take that hit, be pretty calm, cool, and embrace it and, and be totally okay. Yeah, you're definitely a jerk for that. How dare you? <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> seriously, I mean, it, it's funny though. I mean, I remember doing cut-ups back when Tua was a rookie, him just like standing up on the bench and sidelines and stuff. And now we got Dolphins Twitter, you know, doing these things where you got Tua literally falling. And you're absolutely right, man. There's cut ups of it. You know, someone's, I'd probably slow mo it, make it like uh, all dramatic. <laughs> yes. and sh- what should we do? The Titanic music? I've gotten so many copyright uh, things oh for that, God. but I could do that. I think I will do my, yeah, I have to because if I don't, then someone else will do it. So yeah, exactly. remind me of this because that's perfect. But yeah, it was nice to see him fall. And um, hopefully that can prevent him from getting hurt throughout the year and we can see what a full season of two time below looks like because i think um it would be pretty damn special yeah you really saw the blackjack dealer that we all wanted out of Tua. i still go back man to that one game against the panthers in 2020 where he was just connecting on every single throw and it really didn't matter who was on the receiving end uh this was a group that was without jalen waddle but overall it was still 
a very functional, very comfortable operation here from the first team offense. And Josh, I don't think you could have asked for much more. And to kind of compare it to practice, you know, throw an interception on the first play, cool. It's great to see him respond that way. I'm not saying that, you know, it's good that he threw an interception, but I'm not going to overreact. I'm not going to say too much about that. And I joke about it a little bit, but Tua is good for one, you know, ball into a linebacker's chest every once in a while. It just kind of comes with the territory. Yeah, it's just something he becomes a, has done. I think, you know, every every single game, there's that one throw that Tua makes where you're just like, damn, dude. Please, please, <laughs> like, like, please don't do that. But we talked about the running game and how awesome it looked with Sal Mad Mostert. We talked now about the passing game. What about that offensive line, Jake? I don't mean to get out of order here, but, I mean, we no, got to give no. them their flowers, right? I mean, regardless of who was in there, I mean, Tua wouldn't have been able to do what he did. They wouldn't have been able to drive down the field have success running the football if it wasn't for that offensive line. So shout out to all those guys that were out there. I mean, I think to me, Robert Jones going down, we're still, I believe we got a report now, right? Joe shot, I think had a source confirmed that he was, uh, it wasn't a serious injury there. So mm-hmm. thank you for that, but man, it just seemed like that offensive line gave to a, whichever quarterback, Skylar Thompson time back there and opened up some pretty nice running lanes. I mean, I think Devon Achan had a huge chunk of, well, like a 22 yard on third and 14 or something like that. Crazy. Um, Salvin Ahmed was going crazy. So Shout out to that offensive line. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Braxton Berrios both had receptions of at least 10 yards. Overall, man, this first team offense just looks real functional. It looks like a group that uh, might look a little different this year compared to next year, but overall, a group that is explosive. And I think a big thing here, and we got to get out in front of this, Miami was what, Josh? I think six last year in terms of passing yards or, or just uh, receiving yards in general. What's the difference? Um did anyone forget that Mike McDaniel was a run game coordinator in San Francisco? Because that is what we saw against the Houston Texans. Keep in mind, D'Amico Ryan is comfortable uh, or has all this experience going against Mike McDaniel. So to know that his bread and butter is that rushing attack, D'Amico Ryan has experience going against it. And the fact, Josh, he was still able to create a game plan that ran for 205 yards on 5.4 yards per carry. That was a different Miami Dolphins offense we saw on Saturday. Yeah, we I think that's kind of where we were so frustrated last year at times because this was a, the 49er. You know, he was a specialist with the run game, and at times he just kind of abandoned it. And I love the way he's kind of going out there in preseason and, you know, sticking to it. I mean, I know he's without Waddle, so maybe that tempts him a little bit to throw the football more. But mm-hmm. I loved how they, uh, you know, stuck with that run game, just how successful it was. I mentioned earlier, Um, I think it said you mentioned 205 yards. It's the most in a Dolphins preseason game since at least 2017. I love how the official site puts at least 2017. Like, they're like, we're not going to look any further than 2018. Yep. We're just going to stop in 2017. And um, second most rushing yards this preseason combined, um, only behind LAC, who had 214. So, man, that running back unit, regardless of who it was, looked good. And, I mean, that wasn't the starting offensive line. I don't think Alec Ingold was out there, right? I mean, that offense is going to get even better. Raheem Mostert started the game for the Dolphins, and he was awesome on that touchdown drive. He had five rushes for 30 yards. Jeff Wilson Jr., he did not play. We mentioned it, Silvan Ahmed. He had the big run. Devon A-Chain, he looked great, six carries, 27 yards, but Josh, he's another guy that suffered an injury. I think the Dolphins said it was a shoulder, but I don't think we know too, too much outside of that. No, Twitter doctors, you know, the fantasy doctors that you always see, they're sitting there breaking down the different positions, but it sounds like it's a shoulder. We don't know how severe that is, but um, explosive is all hell, man. He looks so damn fast. And to wrap up this running back group, man, it is looking like an explosive bunch. You mentioned the actual thunder on this group, Chris Brooks. 
I've tried to compare people to Jonas Gray in the past in terms of this guy that everybody wanted to keep on the practice squad, keep him long. We need him. We can't let him go to another team. You mentioned it, go to another team and just have this massive impact. I don't want to compare Brooks to Jonas Gray because Jonas Gray actually had 40 carries in the 2013 preseason, 107 rushing yards for 2.7 yards per carry. Um, Chris Brooks has been a lot, a lot better than that. On Saturday, he had 11 carries for 47 yards. 14 snaps, so he got the ball a lot when he was out there, Josh. Do the Dolphins really try to juggle this and maybe keep two, three running backs on the practice squad? Because, you know, you, you can't keep eight on that active roster. You can't, but they might try, right? I they mean, might try. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know, man. I, I guess this is where an injury to Devon A-Chain or someone else may, you know, I don't want to say help these guys get a roster spot, but, I mean, if he's on the pup list to start the season or whatever it might be, you might be able to stash Chris Brooks. But, yeah, man, I, I don't know what's going to happen here, and it's a good problem to have, right? I love that you keep saying Jonas Gray. Every time you say that, I think of the Jonas brother. I don't know why. That's the first person I pictured him carrying the football, and then I remembered uh, the legend that was. But every year we get hyped about these guys. I'm the most guilty of it. I mean, I know everybody else has theirs too, but every preseason I fall in love with someone. I think it was Zaquandre White last. I, these running yep. backs do something for me. So this running back unit looks good, and, it again, you said it earlier in the pod. It, this gives you reason, and you can kind of see why the Dolphins didn't go out there and pay Dalvin Cook all that money. And Josh, the one question we have about this group, though, that we haven't discussed yet, that running, or excuse me, that wide receiver three battle for the Miami Dolphins, Josh, who is going to come away with it? Uh, looking at Saturday's game, Braxton Barrios scored a touchdown. He led the team with 33 receiving yards, three receptions on four targets. Salvan Ahmed was right there. They really tried to use the running backs in a lot of different ways to make sure they were involved then. It's great to have this on film because you know what Tyreek Hill can do. You know what Jalen Waddle can do. And all of a sudden you have all these different directions the Dolphins can go to. And there's going to be little times throughout the season where they're a run heavy team and just kind of play the flavor of the month and hope um, they can just kind of keep defenses off balance all the way to a Super Bowl. I don't know. But Josh, who are you feeling could be this wide receiver three? I just mentioned Barrios, but does anyone else really stick out to you that might sneak up the ladder a little bit here with a couple weeks till the season? Yeah, I mean, yesterday before the game, I probably would have said Robbie Chosen, right? I mean, that's another guy that, at least from camp and from based on what we saw previously throughout his NFL career, is a solid receiver. I thought he would run away with that job. I call him the Space Power Ranger. So he's one of them. And then Eric Ezekoma, I mean, they continue to fabricate touches for him in this preseason. Mm -hmm. I mean, he looks like a star out there against some of those second and third stringers. So I could see him rising up, but I said before yesterday's game, but you just see Braxton Berrios every week, you know, being that – you don't want to say safety blanket, but he finds those spots in the zones. He came back on that Skylar Thompson touchdown. That was beautiful, man. I mean, I'm excited about what Braxton Berrios brings. So um, I'm going to say that Chosen Anderson will push him, but it's going to – sorry, did I mess that up? Robbie Chosen. Robbie Chosen will push him, and uh, but Braxton Berrios will end up being that guy. Unless they want to take the top off the of defense with that speed, right? Then that's probably when we'll see a Robbie Chosen or Robbie Anderson or Chosen Anderson or – uh, said Wilson still floating around. He had two receptions on three targets. And I always then, forget him. <laughs> there's, there's so much film and you go back to him in Dallas where he was such a great receiver and there's so much potential. He can be ex so explosive, but man, it just seems like he's uncomfortable in Miami. It just seems like nothing's really able to connect in terms of him being that guy to be that uh, number three or even number four to get an opportunity to make a play. It just doesn't seem like everything is just walking in the same direction, I guess. Yeah, and he almost had a touchdown at the beginning of the game, I thought. He, like, just 
overthrew him barely. So um, I don't know what's going on with Cedric Wilson, man. I was hyped for him, you know, before the Tyree kills and all these other weapons they got. But at this point, I, I you almost want to just eat that salary and just cut him, right? I mean, I, I don't know where his role is here, man. River Craycraft looks comfortable out there as well. So it will be tough. And I mean, can Robbie Chosen make this team if he doesn't have a single reception in the preseason? That's that's tough. That's a tough question for me to answer. I saw someone say it's probably come down to him and Craycraft. And I mean, why would you get rid of Craycraft, who knows the offense so well? Special and, teams guy too, I think, right? And Craycraft. he's a Mike McDaniel. Yeah, and he's a Mike McDaniel guy. But I, I don't know, man. That's why I'm starting to back off the Robbie Chosen. But everyone, I'll have egg on my face. It, it happens every preseason. And, you know, just being that thousand-yard receiver, you see it, right? You, you see the flash and the opportunity of him being there. But, man, yeah. The, the visor. The visor gets me too. That, and his crazy <laughs> hair. Like, I just – that's I, I love that stuff. The swag. Is that what the cool kids call it? swag i think you got that right so what would you go with or what would you want to go with i'll, I'll shoot this out here i'll say wide receiver number three braxton barrows 70 percent i'll say said wilson no excuse me eric Azukama 20 percent and i'll give robbie chosen that 10 percent, just being that vet where if he lights up the universe for a week he'll make the team and nobody will think twice about it yeah that, that seems about right i mean I'll, I'll to try to be different. I was going to say 69 for Barrios, but that's way too close to what you said, 70. So we'll go uh, 60 for Barrios, and then what do I got here? Then 15 for <laughs> then 15 for um, Robbie Chosen. So where am I at now? Six, where, where am I at? <laughs> You're at 75. So you got 25% to work with. That's Eric Ezekoma. Yep, like that. that. That's where I'm going. I actually like a one out of four chance of Eric Azucoma being that number three. He's going to have some opportunities, and there's going to be a week, whether it's, uh, you know, best ball or, or just a fan duel lineup where he's going to go bananas maybe with two touchdowns. It might only be like 70 yards, four receptions, but he'll just make a guy miss or break a tackle that no one will really be expecting.